Hello and good morning. Do you guys ever find yourselves stuck in a indecisive rut where you're like, I'm not sure if I want to go to this festivity or I'm not sure if I should purchase this item or I'm not sure if I should do this, you know, commit to this gym membership. Quite a bit of things, you know, to really think about, right? Well, I may have a solution that might help. So let's take a quick break and I will return in just a moment. Hello and welcome back. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Still I Rise. I'm your host, friend, and confidant, Sherry Golightly. As a quick disclaimer, I'm not a licensed therapist, psychoanalyst, psychiatrist, social worker, etc. So please do not substitute this podcast for any means of therapy. Now, moving on, I'm excited to share with you guys certain things that I have been implementing in my daily life, and it has helped tremendously. So as I mentioned, sometimes we all tend to suffer from making decisions and we become indecisive about it. Well, we don't tell people that we're indecisive, but in our heads, we're very indecisive. Like if somebody were to ask you, hey, you know, um, I have a soiree that I would like to invite you to. And this weekend, you actually had plans of just relaxing and doing some self-care. And all of a sudden, you're getting this invite. So you're kind of caught off guard. For some of us, maybe there's some people that are just able to make that decision and say, okay, cool, you know what I mean? They, They wanted to go. But let's just say, you know, just for the scenario purpose, you have been exhausted from work. You've had a lot of things going on. You truly don't want to go. And, you know, like I said, you had this whole weekend of self-care and recharging planned. Now, this is something that I struggled with uh, in the past. So then you're thinking in your head because you have to make a decision right away, you know, and... um How do you make that decision? For me, it's all about intentions. Okay, well, if I intend on going, is it for the sake of just showing face and appeasing the other person, but yet I'm not tending or taking care of myself? You know, we play all this. So here's the thing, you know, or, you know, you... You, you know, if you say, okay, well, if you come up with your own solution and you're like, okay, well, you know what? I can cut my self-care day short and then go ahead and, you know, um, attend that soiree because I want to, because I enjoy that person's company. Now, you guys see the difference there versus like, I don't really like this person too much. This person's like, eh, I kind of feel drained after I go to these like festivities. So 
I guess I'll go because I don't want to look like a flake. If that's your intentions, then it's best that you just stay home. You know, just that's a good way to, you know, learn how to be more authentic, if you will. Um, Another example would be, let's say, you know, you're having to learn something new at work. And, you know, you're like, okay, you're doing it. But if you have the full intention of actually absorbing the new process and you want to learn it because you want to perfect it because, you know, you just want to do a good job and you want to, you know, habitually train yourself or train yourself to habitually do the right thing at work so your work ethics will remain, you know, on fleek. That's a good intention versus if you're like, okay, sure, I'll learn this because I have to. I don't really feel like it, but this is what's required, right? How do you think your work performance will be if those were your intentions? I hope you guys are still with me. Okay, relationship wise too. Now, when you do something for somebody, and this is something that I have been guilty of in the past. You do something and you're, again, we're going to go back to, you know, attachment to outcome. So you then have this outcome in your head, like, okay, I'm going to do something sweet for this person. And you have this outcome played out in your head where you're like, okay, maybe this will give me brownie points. If you're doing it for the sake of brownie points, those are your intentions, I can promise you the results are not going to be so great. And if you're doing that for brownie points, then, you know, chances are you're going to fall back into a a pattern that you've been going through with relationships your entire life. And nothing's changed, especially if you've been doing that for quite some time versus if you're like, you know what, I think this person is awesome. I'm noticing that this person is going through certain things and I truly want to help. I truly want to help this person feel a little bit better and I want to alleviate some of that stress. So I'm going to do X, Y, Z. Now. You're doing that because you want the person to feel loved, cared for, etc. So it doesn't really matter how they're going to react to it. And that's basically a form, my friends, of unconditional love either way. And, um, you know, when you let go of the outcome, things will flow a little bit better. And um, that person will sense that you truly do care or they'll not sense, but, you know, they will feel that you actually do care. And there's no hidden agendas behind that. So this is where self-awareness, you know, and intentions are very important throughout your entire day, set intentions. I never understood what that meant because people would tell me that before what are your intentions even when you're posting something you know now 
in the social media world, we tend to be very passive aggressive. We tend to, you know, if somebody ticks us off, we want to post something and it's very, you know, we think it's very discreet, but people can smell your intentions. You can deny it all you want, but people can smell your intentions. So you do have to be very mindful of what you're putting out there. And just remember that whatever it is that you put out there is going to come back towards you. Karma is always watching. The universe is always listening. So we have to be very mindful for, you know, what we're doing. Um, so with that being said, always ask yourself, what are your intentions when you're doing something? When you're about to post something, what are your intentions? When you take a selfie of yourself, sounds so redundant. When you take a selfie and you're posting it, what are your intentions? Now, when I say that, it doesn't mean that I'm saying, okay, well, whatever your intentions are, you know, that's going to be up to you to make that determination. If it's a good, if it's good intentions or if it's bad intentions, are you seeking validation when you're posting certain things? When you're looking for likes, everybody likes, everybody likes to receive the likes. Everybody likes to receive the comments. Everybody likes to receive acknowledgement and that's okay. But at the same time, you know, as individuals, we are aware, if you are self-aware, we are aware of, you know, whether or not that's good or bad for us. For example, for myself, I did take quite a bit of selfies in the past and I would post them. I can tell you exactly what my intentions were when I posted them. I wanted the attention. I wanted the validation. At that time, I felt like I was unattractive. You know, I felt like I was in a place where I just didn't love myself enough. I did not have any self-value. And I felt like I needed that validation to show, or I needed that validation from others that I was attractive, that I was glowing or whatever the case may be. You know, all of those likes, I would be excited if I got a hundred likes for one photo and I'm like, wow, I really am attractive. But as I look at those photos now, and as I look at all those likes now, it was, um, for me personally, I'm not saying this is how it is for everybody else. This is something that we all kind of need to, you know, um, really look into on our own and, and really see where we're at with this. But for me personally, I looked at it and I'm like, wow, okay. I, I see where I was at as far as like where my headspace was and, you know, um, it wasn't very healthy. You know, I was just focused on the external parts of myself, not really working on how I am internally. So now it's like, you know, I try my best to really be conscious about how I react to things, what I say, and how I see things. I do have daily conversations with myself. So let's say, for example, if something happens and I either start to get feel myself getting upset or hurt, you know, I start 
thinking to myself first. Why are you hurt by this? And then I try to think outside of the box and I think, okay, well, these per this person's intentions cannot be this because, you know, this is basically something that's kind of going on in my own head. And the best way to really squash everything out is to have that communication with that person. You know, um, it may be uncomfortable, but you just have to do it. You know, um, of course, this is if you know that this conversation is going to go somewhere. You can try it the first time. And if it doesn't go anywhere, then you already know what your answer is. Um, if it's somebody that, you know, you really care for and you know you can talk to them, don't be afraid to talk to them. Just talk to them and tell them what's bothering you. And, you know, hopefully you guys are on the same page where you guys will be able to squash these things out and work on it together. And, you know, one thing that I can say is, you know, stay open. You know, don't be so guarded. And know the reason why it's important for you to have the self-awareness and have the self-value because you will let go of that attachment to outcome. And you'll be fine either way. One of the things that I believe we really have to recognize is, you know, we have everything that we need already. So now we just have to remain grateful for everything that we have. And I've mentioned this before, when you show gratitude, it's like telling the universe more of this, please. So be grateful for everything let go of any type of attachment and really be aware of your intentions. So another thing too is I encourage you guys, you know, if you are willing to take the next few steps into um, really finding your highest self you know, maybe read some books, watch some YouTube videos, you know, um, for me, the way the algorithm works with YouTube, it's like the more I like certain things, the more I watch certain things, that's what comes my way, you know, so I've been watching quite a bit of, um, you know, things from the spiritual community, and um, I'm actually excited to announce I'm taking this program with one of my old friends from World Financial Group. And I'm proud of him because he actually, you know, started his own program. And I'm excited. Today is going to be the first call. So I'm going to be able to share with you guys what I've learned over, you know, this. Um, it's a month program. It's four weeks. So I'm excited for that, you know. Um, over the past few months, I've been trying to work on doing, you know, work on some inner work, if that. Um, I'm not exactly where I'd like to be, but, you know, I do feel that, you know, things have been moving along quite a bit and um, I'm no longer getting triggered as much. Things hurt less and less. I'm bothered by things less and less and I feel great. Um, 
sometimes it feels like, okay, I have to check back and wonder if I'm, you know, if I'm um, concealing or suppressing, or if I'm really, you know, okay. But I've done certain exercises to make sure that I am, you know, I'm doing okay. Like I'm truly fine and not, you know, um, acting like I am fine because I'm very good at that. <laughs> and uh, I'd like to change that. The, the reason why you guys, you know, I'm deciding to change, you know, things around is because, you know, I want to see my life a whole lot more different. I'd like to see some changes in my life. Uh, because over the course of two years going on three, I feel like my life has dwindled. Um, there were little changes, but I'd like to see much bigger changes in my life. And I'm ready for it. And I'm ready, you know, to no longer just settle. I'm ready to, like, live and enjoy life. And, you know, at this point, I'm 37 years old. I don't have time for drama. I don't have time for triggers. I don't have time for, you know, anything that's going to set me backwards. I would like to just keep going forward and just work on, you know, becoming the better version of myself so I can live the better life that I and my kids deserve. And so far, I've noticed some good things have been coming my way. I know that there's going to be setbacks. I know that there's going to be times where I feel overwhelmed and tired, but that's okay. Because um, when I go through any of those, I don't want to say negative, but those challenging times or those adversities, it's a test to see how far I've come. It's basically a measuring system to see how well I've progressed over the past few weeks and months or what have you. So, you know, um, I want to share some exciting things with you guys. You know, these are a little bit more tangible. Um, as you guys know, you know, kind of moving back into the whole divorce thing. And we talk about this quite a bit in the more earlier episodes of Still I Rise. I told you that my credit was messed up and I literally had to, you know, kind of crawl through the mud in order to get where I am today. But I started to feel again, like my life had dwindled and nothing's really changed. Maybe a few things here and there, but it's time to make big changes. So I decided that I was really going to have the intentions of fixing my credit and, you know, just taking care of obligations that, you know, have been haunting me for the past decade. Y'all know what that is. It's student loans. So I decided that it was time for me to, you know, switch gears and instead of, you know, focusing on things that you know, are great, but, you know, it can wait. It's time for me to put forth, you know, um, things that are very much important that I've been holding off. And I decided that it was time for me to, you know, aggressively attack my student loans because eventually I would like to be a homeowner 
eventually I would like to not have any debt and, you know, just have less of a headache, you know, and um, for me, I see it as my entire life, it's as a garden. And these debts are like weeds that I have to, you know, um, gradually and simultaneously pull out and clear out so that way I can plant more beautiful seeds and have this lovely flourishing garden. You know, the funny thing is over this weekend, I actually had pots and, you know, my garden has been a mess. I've been neglecting it quite a bit. And, you know, I was like, wow, this really does represent how my life has looked. There's parts of my life that I've neglected. There's parts of my life that I've ignored and it died out. And, you know, it's like I have to be able to revive that and nourish certain parts of it, you know. And, um, you know, it's like you focus on one thing for a bit, you know, and then it's just like once you've made progress and, you know what I mean, that's flowing, then it's like it's time to focus on the next thing, you know. The main intent of this, you guys, is for us to really better our lives. You know, um, we've, by now, I hope that those of you who are listening, if you're in that predicament, um, if you are not out of your situation yet, I do hope that, you know, sooner or later you will make that decision so you can start healing. Because um, being on this end after leaving, it does take some time. And, you know, in order for you to truly heal, you do have to get out of the situation. And, you know, it's just like, okay, you're, if you're still currently in that situation, it's just like having a snake attached to your arm and it's consistently injecting venom into your bloodstream. So, you know, you can't stop the flow if that snake is still attached to your arm you have to pull it off or think of a leech that's literally sucking out all of the energy and the blood from you and it's like how are you going to heal if you keep draining yourself so that's really something to think about now if you are finally out of the situation now the the biggest question is what's next for you what's the next step because it's like we can't stay in this healing mode or we can't stay in this victim mode. And I know that is a little bit harsh, but I feel comfortable to say that because I do feel that I have been playing victim even after I left. Um, you know, I had an excuse for everything. Well, I'm broken. Well, you know, my credit's messed up because of my divorce. And, you know, um, I'm this way because of this and that and I no longer want to feel that I would like to honestly, you know, just move on from it and, you know, now live like a normal person. Well, not normal person, but, you know, I, I would like to live my best life and no longer carry these baggages with me. You know, there's so much in life right now. I know this sounds so cliche to smile about and be happy about. You know, sometimes when it comes down to it, we stress out about the more little things that we should not be stressed out about. And even the big things we do tend to um, really be obsessed with 
you know, the outcome of things. But truly all we can do is our best and let it go. You know, um, if you know that you have done everything in your power, then just leave it be and go into surrender mode. Well, guys, that's all I have for you guys today. And I hope that this helped. You know, I do have some upcoming projects coming along. And I'm excited for this new program that I'm going to be starting. And I cannot wait to share it with you guys. So until then, thanks for listening. I'm your host, friend and confidant, Sherry Golightly, signing off. Bye for now.